Well, hello there, folks. My name's Simon Dowling, and welcome to Teaming with Possibility, the podcast where we explore what does it take to create truly great teams, teams where we're doing not just great work, but having an awesome time doing it. This is episode six. Welcome back for those of you who have joined me before. And if you're a first time listener, great to have you here. Welcome along. Um, you can contact me, you can reach out with any questions, your thoughts to uh, my email address podcast at simondowling.com.au, which I will also drop into the show notes. In this episode, we are going to have a bit of a think about energy. Energy in teams, because this is very much top of mind for me as I come into, uh, I'm recording this, uh, where are we, late January. It's still early in 2023 here in Australia. We've come back from summer holidays. Uh, We're still getting the sand out from between our toes. The tans are fading. Uh, The salt in the hair is washing out. Um, But most of us are back at work. And what that means is that we have brought that hopefully a sense of being replenished, refreshed, re-energized, coming out, out of a decent break. Um, and facing into a new year. What's possible? What lies ahead? In our last episode, episode five, if you haven't yet listened, go and check it out. Um, I talked about how you as a team can conjure up a vision for the year ahead, which is such an important thing to be doing as you start that new year. But as I started to wrestle with the return to work and trying to adjust to the new rhythms and the routines and you know get back into the swing of things, I became super aware of the importance of energy in the context of a team. How do we not just come back from that honeymoon sense of, well, we've just had a break, but on an ongoing basis, in a sustainable way, how do we make sure that the energy of the team is something that supports great performance, but also makes this team, this organization, this workplace, a really great place to be that sets me up and energizes me to do my best work. And I'm often reminded at this point of, uh, as I talk about this topic, of that that sacred quote from the movie, The Castle. a classic Australian movie where Dennis Denuto, the, uh, the, 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 the haggard lawyer, uh, says it's the vibe of the thing, Your Honour. And I think when we talk about energy, it is the vibe of the thing. It's one of the things we sometimes don't talk about a lot in teams because it's hard to put your finger on it. Like what exactly are we talking about when we talk about energy? It's that emotional experience in so many ways of our work. And I guess in some respects, that emotional experience could come from one of two places in particular. The first is how energized we feel about the work itself. So we've all perhaps got different things that we do as part of our work, whether that's our job or whether it's stuff that we do for a hobby or whether it's stuff we do in the community where we just love getting our teeth stuck into it. For some, it's the ability to work with a customer or talk with a customer and solve a problem or overcome a concern. For some, it might be the ability to pour over data and 
identify what the story is that that data tells. Um, For others, it might be presenting to groups or facilitating group conversations. For others, it might be coaching individuals. For others, it might be um, creating awesome Excel spreadsheets. Um, Heck, each of us gets our thrills from a different thing. And so there are different ways in which each of us is energized by the work that we do. Obviously, energy in the context of teams is going to be helped a lot if you've got a team filled with people who do find themselves energized by their work, which I guess starts with the question of are people matched to the right work? Are the right people doing the right things? Are people matched to work that matches their strengths? Uh, I think it's why there's so much gold in the whole methodology or thinking around strengths-based recruitment, strengths-based coaching, strengths-based leadership to say, what are you really good at? What do you get your juice from? Where do your real talents lie? And let's let's plug into that. Let's make sure that your work is matched as possible, as much as possible with those things. So I guess that's the first piece is being energized by our work and so making sure that our work is aligned with whatever those those things are. Then there's another part to this, and it's the part I really want to focus on here, which is to what extent am I energized by working with you or by those in my team? To what extent does the experience of being part of this team give me energy? And to what extent does it take energy away? And of course, I could at the end of a day, particularly if I'm a more introverted Style. I'm someone who uh, pref- who takes a lot of energy and recovers and replenishes my energy by spending time working alone and having the opportunity to do some thinking and reflection. I'm one of those people. I need my alone time in order to top up the tank. But that doesn't mean, even though it might take a lot of energy to work with groups, it doesn't mean that it's de-energizing as such. I still take great joy and pleasure from it. Um, And of course, that's going to depend on who I'm working with. So I think the question for you and your team is probably, to what extent do we energize each other? So not just the work. And so when I recruit or put a team together, I might first of all be thinking, to what extent is this group of people going to um, be good for each other? To what extent are they going to bring out the best in each other? because they're really good at challenging one another or because they're really good at listening to one another or because... This is a group of people who just like having fun. And if there's a mismatch of needs and expectations there, then the energy can start to falter in a team. So the the mismatch of energy might come from, there are some people who just come to work expecting it to, there to be lots of laughs and lots of fun and to be a sense of good humor and play and, and to enjoy themselves. Whereas there are others who perhaps might view that with a degree of skepticism and, and think, well, you know, no, I'm, I'm here to do great work. For me, I'm energized by my work, so fun is a distraction from that, or playfulness suggests that we're not serious about the work that we do. So you definitely need a team that is aligned in its picture of what kind of, what what does energize us collectively, and are we actually all prepared to buy into that, that picture? Which probably brings me to the first thought around this, which is what can we be doing as leaders And of course, by as leaders, I don't mean you need to be in a position of leadership. You don't need to have a capital L leadership title attached to your name to be a leader. 
You're a leader if you're someone who cares about this stuff and wants to influence it in a positive way. People don't have to call your boss in order for you to lead. So as a leader, which is what you are because you're here on this, listening to this this podcast, what you are as a leader is someone who is saying, how do I make sure that perhaps my team has a shared awareness around the importance of how we energize each other and what does that look like in practice? Really great way to do that, just as a quick for example, is perhaps next time you're having a team conversation, a team day, a team workshop, maybe as a little carve-out section in your team meetings, um, or maybe as a chat thread in your online channel, uh, is to ask the question, when are you most energized at work? When are you, or what is it? that gives you or energizes you most at work? That's the first question. It'd be really interesting to hear the diversity of responses that you get to that. And then the second question might be, what de-energizes you at work or what takes your energy away in our work? Or when are you the most de-energized? So a version of that question and see again what the opposite side of that might look like just to paint a picture of what people look to, what people respond to and react to, and what gives them or takes that energy away. Uh, and then you might even attach to that another question, which is why does your level of energy matter? Why does the, the, the kind of energy you experience at work matter? How does it make a difference? And I think that that final question is a way of saying this isn't just a fluffy conversation, but it has a value attached to it in very real terms for people as human beings. You know, we spend so much time at work, we want to enjoy ourselves. So when I feel energized at work, I have fun, which means I'm prepared to do more. I have fun, so I go home in a better mood and I look forward to coming back to work tomorrow. I'm a better human outside of work as well as inside of work. We're more cooperative when we're energized. I feel like we can solve bigger problems or it's much easier for me to give and receive feedback with my colleagues because the energy is positive. So I think the first thought here is how do I create a shared awareness of not just the role or the value, the payoff of being energized as a team, but an understanding and awareness of how we energize each other and how we de-energize each other. When people rock up late to meetings, that strips me of energy because it makes me feel like people aren't really playing ball. Or when we end up just in a lot of status updates in meetings, that strips me of energy. Or when we spend, when we're under pressure and we all just go quiet and we just do the work and we start to go into our own little caves, I find that very de-energizing because I start to feel disconnected very quickly. So it's creating this awareness about those things because of course then naturally what can flow on from that is a conversation around what do we do about that like is there is there something we can be implementing or are there any watch outs or any little practices and habits we can adopt as a team but actually in some ways i kind of think a topic like this is less about trying to come up with team things i mean that's useful but i reckon that's the kind of conversation that could tip really nicely into an individual reflection. So each person then in the team having heard that conversation 
and seen the variety of responses from people around when you energized, when you de-energized, why does it matter to you? To be able to then reflect on, okay, so what do I, what do I do? Okay. Yeah. What do I do or can I do that contributes positively to the energy of our team? How do I contribute? How do I impact on our team's energy? You know, what's the, if I drop that stone in the pond and the ripples go out, what am I kind of thinking now is the most positive thing I can do? And just that moment of connection with the role I play in this is so critical. You might be thinking of that question right now. And then the the kind of the, the twin question with that, to play twinsies, is when do I know that I can have a negative impact on the energy of the team? Or when do I when do I or how might I deplete the energy or detract from the energy of this team or de-energize some of my team mates, my colleagues? Whatever language you want to use around that. But we've gone from team awareness to now individual ownership of how I contribute to that, both the light and the shadow, the positive and the negative. And I think just creating awareness is a great place to begin with this whole piece around team energy. As I think about this too, for me, it it forces me then to think not just about how do I show up, because of course that's the next piece of this. If you're a leader listening to this, it's not just about what the conversations are that you can initiate with the team. But for you, the second big thing here has got to be, how do you show up? Don't don't expect a team to talk about this without you first walking your talk. That doesn't mean you have to be perfect. It doesn't mean that you need to be uh, the one who is always showing up, upbeat. Everything's fine. Everything's great. You're the party person. That's not what I mean at all. I think we've got to be honest with ourselves and say, hang on, as leaders with a capital L, or a small L, people who care, we're human beings as well. So this is a commitment to maintain awareness of it and to hold myself accountable to it, not to be perfect. Not to be perfect. So then that question becomes, well, how do I do on this? Do I make a choice around how, you know, what impact, what how I want to infect the energy of my team on any given day, in any given meeting, as I dial in to a Teams call or a Zoom call, as I pick up the phone, as I write an email. The first thing that you need to do is, I use this expression, you need to make up your mood. So we use the expression, make up your mind a lot, but actually it's really critical to make up your mood. Make a decision about what mood will benefit this conversation. What mood will benefit my audience? What mood will benefit us if we're trying to collaborate and solve problems together? What mood will benefit a coaching conversation? Whatever it might be. What mood will benefit this customer conversation? Make a decision about that. Maybe write it at the top of the page. Curiosity. Joy. um, Gratitude. These should be positive moods that are mobilizing moods, that are energizing moods. Maybe it, sometimes that might even be frustration. Not with each other necessarily, but with a problem, with a situation. Let's be frustrated together and then let's shift to a problem-solving mode. Let's shift to, well, let's, let's get rid of this frustration. That shifts now to determination. Ooh, there's a word. I love that. 
So this whole piece now for you is thinking about, I need to get really conscious of the mood I want to infect any particular situation with, make up your mood. And because we're human beings, that means we also need to be really good at tuning into our mood. And if necessary, as I swing from one meeting to the next, one conversation to the next, one Zoom Teams call to the next, being really good at making what I call mood transitions. And I made a YouTube video a few years back about this whole idea of mood transitions, the awareness of it, the awareness of the impact you have, and how this is this is your responsibility. It is your thing to own. What's the effect that I take with me emotionally into one situation compared to the next? And we're going to be really good. So I'll drop I'll drop a link to that YouTube video into the show notes. But whether that for you is as simple as just taking a moment to log mentally, what's the mood? So choose a mood as well as a substantive purpose. How do I want this meeting to feel? And what do I want it to achieve? Feel and achieve. Is it about building in a habit of I don't go Zoom meeting to Zoom meeting without first of all doing a quick walk around the block or playing, you know, playing a song, sticking on a juicy piece of music that I love, cranking it up loud, sticking my headphones in and just enjoying the vibes that come from it. Or taking the time to make yourself a cup of tea. I just before I before I came and sat down to record this, I made myself a little pot of um, tea here, green tea. But the the reason I'm pointing this out is well, you can't have any. I'm sorry. I wish I could offer you some. But it's actually a little process of making this tea that is quite um, grounding. It only takes me five minutes tops. But the process of pouring the tea, heating up the pot, doing a rinse of the leaves first, then pouring it into a cup, smelling the aroma. It's um, Genmai Sencha, which is a green Japanese green tea which has roasted rice in it. Yum. Yum. A bit like popcorn. Popcorn in a drink. Um, the process of doing that, sensing the aromas, is really grounding for me and gets me connected to where I am right now. So little rituals like this, in some respects might feel like that's just a moment for me, but actually it's a moment for this this podcast. It's a moment for the meeting I'm going into, whatever it might be. So make up your mood and get really good at your mood transitions. If I translate that now into one third and final thought before I leave you with this as something to reflect on, because I'm really keen to know what do you do around managing the energy flows in your team, the impact that you have on that, resetting energy if need be. Is it something that you're thinking about right now? Uh, Short of slamming down cans of Red Bull or high caffeine drinks, which, you know, there's a place for that. (laughs) As a a ticket-carrying caffeine lover, there is definitely a place for that. I think another thing that teams can do is what I often call an energy on moment, which is having some kind of ritual now, not just for yourself to make that mood transition, but as a team to actually step into a chosen energy before we begin our day or before we start a team meeting or before we get into a bunch of calls to customers or whatever it might be. And the best parallel I draw, and I, I often use this as a, as a parallel, is um, 
the basketball team, our coach, the under-14 boys, before we play, before we train, before we go home, there is a little moment of huddle where the team all comes in, they put their hands in, one, two, three, Jets, let's go. It's a bit naff, such that the first times we did it, everyone's like, nah, I don't want to do this. And sometimes individuals are like, you know, a bit sluggish. They, they you know, don't get up off their, off their bums to join into it. They start wandering off. They want to go home early. I don't do the huddle. I won't let it happen. Sometimes I don't feel like doing it. Doesn't feel, feel like, you know, my energy's in it, but it's a sacred moment. It's a, it's a comma. It's an exclamation mark. It's a new paragraph. It's a highlight, whatever it might be. You pull that team together and we do not do it unless you're standing, unless you're facing in, unless you're hands in. Um, and it now becomes sacred. We've got to the point where the team is totally automated on it. And that's what I love. It's an energy on moment. Connect, let's play. Of course, it doesn't need to be huddle like that in your own team. It might be something as simple as uh, each meeting. Someone starts the meeting by playing a song that they've chosen and tells the group why they chose the song. Or the songs get queued up and a song gets played and everyone has to guess who picked that song. And if they guess, once they guess right, once they get the guess, that person says, yeah, and here's why I chose it. Here's why I like it. Here's what it means to me. Here's where I first heard it, whatever it might be. Uh, or maybe it's we, we do the quiz first. We pull out the quiz from the morning paper and we do that together and we have a bit of a laugh about that. Uh, it could be any of those things. It could be we just make a cup of tea together uh, and we spend some time going, so how are you? And there's a little rule that as we stand at the kitchen bench and we make our tea together, the conversation's not about work. That's over there at the desk. It's about us. They're energy on moments. And if your team especially when we're under the pump, we've got a lot going on, maybe when you're stressed. And this is where I know I I went wrong with this uh, this week is I barreled in. I had so much going on. I was in a state of overwhelm. I really hadn't collected my thoughts and made a mood choice. I hadn't chosen my mood. I hadn't made up my mood. And so as a result, I didn't make a mood transition. We didn't have an energy on moment in that day. And it, it it infected the mood for pretty much most of the day. And it's what got me thinking about the importance of this in the context of the work that we all do as teams. Collectively, the mood makes things feel safe. It inspires creativity. And it allows us to lean into hard work because we're having fun while we do it. Oh, there you go. Wow. Plenty in my head around that. Uh, and we could keep talking about this, but I think that's enough for now. I would love to hear from you, though. What do you find works really well? What do you do in terms of your energy management? How does your team manage this? What are the energy on moments that you find really powerful and you wouldn't give up um, if you were paid the world for it? Um, email me, podcast at simondowling.com.au. Let me know. Let me know your feedback. And if you are listening to this podcast for the first time, for the second time, for the sixth time, and you haven't yet, please do me a favor, drop a rating in whatever platform you're in, drop a, a review because it helps me to build an audience on what is a new podcast. We're only up to episode six, but um, I cannot wait to build this now as we head into 2023. That's it from me for now. Have yourself a fantastic energized day, energized week. Take those moments, 
for yourself to go, hey, how do I make sure that I show up in my best possible state? Um, And I shall see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you.